Hi, welcome everyone. This is Glenda Dawson and I have my beautiful co-host, Moon Girl or Sarah Garcia. You know her by. How are you today, sweetheart? Well, I'm enjoying the sun, but I hear that you are in, not enjoying the snow. <laughs> you. I may not be able to say the word and I may choose not to say the word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> You when know, it's always like 100 degrees where I'm from, though. Right. Ditto. When the hot weather comes and you're sweating, you're telling me, oh, I can't even go outside. I can't even breathe. I'm going to say. <laughs> That's like every every year, all day long. So you win, Glenda. You already won. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Brian. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Us girls, we love boys, right? <laughs> Where did that that sounded so wrong, Linda. <laughs> that came, that came, Sarah, from your other side that came to me and said, say that. Oh. <laughs> wow. That came uh, that kind of surprised that's a, me. That's that crazy powers. Uh, you're giving me more credit. <laughs> that came out of left field. <laughs> wow. So uh, I don't like boys that much, actually. <laughs> but welcome to the guest. <laughs> so, Glenda, how are you? I am perfectly fine. I feel like I'm a little drunk, but I'm not. That's why. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. No, no, it's all good. I I completely understand why you don't like men. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> oh boy! Now every gender has its good and its bad. Of course, so, of course. That, yeah. that's, I completely agree. This is why I chose to be an alien. I'm an alien. Okay. <laughs> better, much okay. better. There you Team go. You came out of the closet. <laughs> I came and, out of the alien closet. Yeah. And what? Uh, and what planet are you from? <laughs> um. <laughs> never mind. I'm gonna say. I'll skip that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like behind green screen <laughs> talk. I don't know. I don't, want you, I don't even want to guess <laughs> what you mean by that. Um, but did, you know, speaking of aliens, did you see what happened in Miami the other day? Yes, I did. That's yeah. pretty wild. That was pretty wild. Now there was a. I was watching some videos last night on on Facebook and uh, this one guy, he's a podcaster. I can't recall his name, but he was talking about this one guy, how this one guy went viral um, from his TikTok because apparently he said he was there um, in the mall when apparently those aliens were seen. And uh, he said they were 10 feet and black shadow figures. And, but the, the podcaster was kind of being sarcastic about it. Right. He was kind of laughing about it. Um, can't remember his name you guys have probably seen him he's got the glasses he's got the beard brown hair um probably early 40s he's he's a very he's he's a very famous podcaster um he's not big on the whole transgender and all those things um but um he was talking about it and showed this clip well apparently the guy told his story and then all of a sudden a few days later he did another video and changed his story saying that he wasn't there now what this guy's assuming what happened 
he had a visit by people with black cars. Here comes the man in black. Man in black. So, and that's all of a sudden why he changed his tune that he wasn't actually there. But it's interesting. It's it's interesting. I think. um, I think. I always I always say to myself, well, why are we seeing him so much now, compared to like let's say twenty years ago? Well, because we didn't have really a lot of social media. A lot of people are filming everything today. So that's why we're seeing a lot more today than we would have, like, let's say 20 years ago. Because I really do believe they've been here for a long, long time. I really do. I think they've always been here. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's actually a story. I don't know if you know much about the Toronto area, but I live in uh, downtown Toronto and we have Lake Ontario. I hear Canadian friends. Yeah, I'm sure you have heard of Lake Ontario. Okay. Apparently, years and years ago, a UFO was seen coming out of the water. So they're actually rumors. This rumor. Apparently, there is something down in the Lake Ontario that they think is to do with aliens and ships. So it's interesting, and I read up a little bit about it, but. Uh, apparently a bunch of people were down there and they saw this UFO raise out of the water. And now they didn't grab a picture of it, but you know, but when you're I, in I the shop, and you I, know, the last I, thing you think of is grabbing anything to take a picture. Well, you, you know, the, th- the thing is I've, I've never ever believed that we're the only, we're the only planet that has people in it. I believe there's other planets that have whatever on it. I don't think we're the only people in the in the galaxy, I guess, or in the solar system, no. or whatever you want to call it. Right. And uh, I don't think we're alone. I don't think we've ever been alone. No. So. No, I really do believe that a lot of them. I know everybody's like, look up at the sky, like the aliens come, but I do think that there's actually some that are in the water. Uh, there's so much of the water that we haven't explored and we'll never be able to explore. So I really do think that. And there's even a theory that people are saying that space like we have this the other way around space is actually deep water you know so who knows but i do think that there is alien and, stuff yeah, in yeah. The water. and you know something uh something else about something else that i thought about because i was watching aj and jonathan show the other day talking with the source and they had tony ferguson on mm-hmm. and uh, he had a picture of of uh it's a video uh, he captured with his camera that actually is a apparition walking behind all these people and it's actually and i said it actually looked like an alien this apparition so is it possible that yes they're among us but also can they disappear can they vanish but still be there but we just can't see them i I believe that they they can and this camera caught it yeah this camera caught it because it almost looks like an alien walking past them, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's interesting. But I've always uh, I've always thought about this when it comes to the spirit world, as mm-hmm. well. Are do the spirits think we're spirits? Like the movie The Others with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. So do they think? Do they still think they're alive? And they're, some do. they're they're trying to talk to us because they think we're the spirits. Yeah. And they're the real people. It's it's it, this is too deep for me. So let's let's, 
let's move on. <laughs> but it is true. I mean, you know, uh, aliens and spirits, they all, we all coexist in the same dimension. And it depends on whether they want to come into our energy uh, frequency. And that's when we can see them. Well, it's the theory of the shadow people. You know, right. some people think that is one spirits. Other people think it's since, you know, other parallel universes are kind of like they intermingle all of a sudden. Other people may think that they're aliens um, or us in the future. Yeah. 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 So are you, uh, uh, Sarah, are you a believer in uh, time travelers? Absolutely. Yeah. Glenda? Yes. Yeah, so am I. I'm a big believer in that. Yep. I think um, I think 300 years down the road, I think they're going to be able to time travel. I don't think they're going to be, you know, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, like they're predicting. But I think two, 300 years down the road, they're going to be able to time travel. That's what I think. I think that's happening now, obviously. Right. Well, um, I think there yeah. is, but, you know, of course, we don't know about it but yeah i believe there already is um didn't they make like uh the campana the, the bell i think it was like the germans who had the bell um glocka was it glocka whatever and they said it was made out of mercury and they said it was a uh, uh, a time traveling machine or something like that okay okay yeah i don't know anything about that but but uh yeah i think it's it's fascinating it's fascinating um there's a lot of fascinating things out there that I'm fascinated by. So, and I'm sure you got you, you girls are as well. So. Mm -hmm. so I'm not big on the whole cryptid thing. I'll be honest. Um, but everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see a monster. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think that some of the cryptics that people talk about, I honestly feel like some of them are not all, but some of them are aliens, like the Chupacabra when they first started, you know, back in like 94. Because remember, then they changed it to now it's like a dog that's like a, a cryptozoology kind of thing where it's like a right. nature. But before that, it looked, the sightings were like reptilian. Yeah, It yeah. looked like it was an alien. I always thought it was an alien. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, the and exact same. Yeah, yeah. And I it's almost like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but there's... Uh, I saw this magazine article. I forget what magazine it was in, but they were actually showing a picture of a bat mm -hmm. and it was hanging from its ro a roof um, on the east troughs of the, the roof. And it was it was probably about seven feet long. Mm -hmm. And the thing was absolutely massive. I've always thought maybe that's what people think is the Mothman. Those yeah. very, very large bats because they, they, I think they can get up to about eight feet long. Mm. And so, is that what people are seeing? Um, not well, there's a moth man, and then man. there's also the owl man. Yeah. So there's two. Yeah. There's two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about the, uh, what about the, sha the, uh, the shadow man uh, with the cap or with the, not the cap, with the fedora that apparently is very, very evil, the hat man? I actually did see that when I was a kid. I had like a, a sleep paralysis. And that's one of the things I told you about. We've had these conversations, Glenda. Um, I saw it and it scared the living crap out of me as a kid. Yeah. I was okay. very young and it scared me and I could move. I couldn't talk. My mom was in the, other, in the living room because she would wake, she would put on the TV really loud so I can wake up for school because I wasn't going to get up. 
So I was like, okay, if I hit the wall or something, she'll, I could move. I could move after the longest time. All I could do is close my eyes. After a while, I was able to move. It felt like forever, I'm sure. It was like maybe like five minutes or something, but it was it was terrifying as a kid. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I've never, I've never experienced that sleep paralysis. Never have. I've heard a lot of stories about it, but it's a really ugly feeling. Nothing. Uh, I'm sure it's nothing I want to experience. No, it's not fun at all. So, I promise you. The yeah. Cost, yeah. The closest I've come to that is I was awake, but I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't move. And then I had the only thing I could do was scream. So then Larry can wake me up because I literally, that was it. And he's like, it was a horrifying scream. I'm like, I was horrified. What do you want me to tell you? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I can, sometimes I consider myself very lucky when it comes to dreams because I never remember my dreams. Mm. Never, never remember them. So um, I think and for me, I think that's a good thing because I've heard a lot of stories about dreams and people <laughs> dreaming. And yeah, no, I'm OK with not remembering any of that stuff. So, <laughs> But the good thing is you do actually dream. Everyone dreams, but oh, not everybody remembers. You know, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I never remember. Now, I will say that there's been times where it felt like deja vu. Mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I experience something and I go, well, I haven't been here. So is it possible that I dreamed about this mm-hmm. at some point in the last six months? Right. But uh, uh, deja vu happens to me a lot. Um, and sometimes, and I've had people say to me, well, maybe it's because you were there in a past life. Yeah. In this location or in this situation whatever it may be that you're you're experiencing that because um i have a i have a medium friend um out here in canada and it's interesting because there's a location that i go to it's called sewell's bridge and i did it for the global ghost hunt and for some reason that bridge i don't know why but it's i get drawn to that bridge all the time like I'm like anytime I'm I'm on an investigation at another location, I'm thinking of that location all the time. Whether it's five minutes, whether it's an hour, whatever, I'm always thinking about it. And a medium told me, uh, because she watched some of the videos from that bridge, and she goes, The reason you are is because you have something to do with that bridge. Either you were part of building it. You experienced a tragedy there at maybe one point in a past life, but there is a reason why you're experiencing all these different types of feelings is because you have a connection with that bridge. Not with, and it's not the spirits that I have a connection with. It's the actual bridge that I have a connection with. So whatever that is, I would love to be able to figure it out, to be honest. Um, I don't know if I ever will, but it would be really, really cool to find out. Maybe, maybe I do have, maybe I was part of building that bridge, you know, and, or maybe in a past life, I drove over that bridge all the time as a kid. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe one day you'll, you'll call me up and I'll take you back to your, that lifetime. Yeah. You think Yeah. you already know a past life of mine, I think. 
I got a strange feeling you do. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Of course not. Absolutely. No, no, no now you're now you're now you're fibbing. Now you're fibbing on. Me. I am not fibbing. <laughs> the you, me is fibbing, but not I. Who? The me. Okay. So you do know of a past life then? Yes. I okay. Know. Well, you got you got to share it now. No, I don't think you want to share it. No, I'm okay with sharing it. Oh, okay, let me ask you this. Was it a man or was it a woman? Woman. I was a woman? Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. You don't need to say anything more. <laughs> I'll talk to you about it after the show. You were very pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, very nicely built. <laughs> Brick house, like they say. Brick house, there you go. Was I doing, let me ask you this. Was I doing bad things? Well, it depends on who you, how you see it. But was I getting paid for those bad things? <laughs> <laughs> those fun services. Yeah. Those fun services. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, I, I do. Have, I do have. I do have one. On question. the bridge. No. <laughs> On the bridge. There you go. There's the connection. Uh, maybe I was doing it beside the bridge. Uh, yeah. A little uh, bend over on the bridge. No, it's horrible. Oh my god! Wow, (laughs) awful. That's terrible. Um, See, this is why I didn't want to tell you. Not bad though. Not bad though. Not bad. It's terrible, but not bad. But uh, I'm actually not dollar bills. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually kind of curious. How many past? I'm actually kind of curious how many past lives I've had. That's what I'm kind of curious about, um, and how far it goes back. Goes back to alien times, other planets. What do you mean alien, alien times? That's yesterday no, in Maui. No, no, no. I'm going <laughs> since they they have discovered humans were on the Earth before. Oh wow! So so was know, I Adam or was I Eve? You were neither. You were Lilith. You were Lilith. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Lilith? Please tell me. Lilith is Adam's first wife. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. So she rebelled and she was, I don't need no man. And she took off. <laughs> That's funny. I like so Lilith. And she's the the one that talked to the serpent to get Adam and Eve out of paradise so you know i never really deep dived uh or really researched adam and eve's story so that's the first time i've heard about lilith so yeah well lilith is mentioned like this much in the modern bible but in the old original writings they explain a lot more she was the original wife and and that kind of explains how it was only adam and eve but they had children and then they had grandkids and so on so on and you know you're not supposed to cohabit with family members. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's that kind of cohabit. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm trying to be probably not, ne- okay. probably not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that's where that that Lilith comes from. I think yeah. this uh, interview needed like a drink, and I'm not a much of a drinker, even from the, <laughs> the backstage now. 
I don't drink. I don't drink at all, horrible. and I need to drink. Horrible. I know. I'm like, I'm not much of a drinker, but Jesus Christ, where is this the podcast getting to? It's okay. Let's back it up and let's get back on track. Okay, Brian. No more bridge talk. No more sexy bridge talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brian, well, you're the one that started it with the bending over in the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Lady in red. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, you want to hear something funny about that? The lady in red. I was mm-hmm. watching a TikTok video, and they showed the top ten worst songs, <laughs> and Lady in Red was in the top ten. Believe it. <laughs> yeah. I go. What are you talking about? That was a great song. <laughs> but you heard it so much, you got sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just thought about that when you said that. And that's <laughs> that's, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So to kind of backtrack a little, Brian, can you introduce yourself to our audience 20-something minutes into the show? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when I get on her show with LD. Yeah. Like she gets the opportunity to ask one question, and then it just goes on for the next hour on that and one then- question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh um, what great hosts we are glenda yeah exactly exactly um wh- where do i even begin that's a that's a right. tough question that's a loaded question it's a tough question okay so- okay let me say this i'll say this how i got into the how i got into the paranormal um it started when i was about nine or ten years old and uh i've always been able to see things uh, so when I see something, um, I I could tell if it's a man or a woman. Not I can't see facial features, and I can't generally hear them. What I see is like a black mass, whether it's tall one, short one, or whatever. I just see a black mass, but I can tell if it's a man or a woman just by just by looking at it by gut or whatever you want to say. Um, so I started seeing that as a kid. Now um, back in those days. You didn't really talk about that kind of stuff. And if you did, you found yourself, you know, in a place where you didn't want to be with a jacket on. And uh, so that's something I kept quiet for a very, 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 very long time. And but I had my very first experience on being touched. And I've told this story a few times when I was about 15. My a good friend of mine's mother, grandmother passed away. And I went down about three to four weeks after she had passed. We went downstairs to his room. I was sitting on his bed. He was sitting across from me. And all of a sudden, I felt what was a touch on my wrist. And then I felt like what it was a head on my on my shoulder. It lasted for about 30 seconds, and then it was gone. But during the, during that time... I know a lot of people say this, but when they get touched by spirit, it's usually a very cold feeling. This was a very warm feeling, a very loving feeling. And I actually said to my friend, there is something touching me right now. And he thought I was losing it. He said, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, and then I looked to my right. Um, I li- Yeah, I looked to my right and there was an actual indent in the bed. Like something was sitting beside me. And... It lasted for about 30 seconds and then it was gone. But during that time, I said, dude, look at, look what's, look, 
looked beside me and he saw the indent too. But as soon as it disappeared, um, and I've never said this actually, as soon as it disappeared, the dent was gone. Now, what's interesting about all of that, his grandmother used to do that when she was alive. She used to touch my wrist and lean her head against my shoulder. So we kind of figured, we kind of figured it was his grandmother saying goodbye. Because I was very, very close to the family. So really, from that moment on, that's when I really started getting in, interested in the paranormal. Unfortunately, in those days, you went to a library, they there might have been one book about spirits. There just wasn't a lot of information about it. Now, I would talk to other people about it, but it wasn't until I got um, a lot older that... I um, I started watching some videos and started being really interested in the spirit and all that stuff. Um, I I signed, I joined up with the local paranormal investigation team, and I and I did that with a few a few different teams. I went out with them, and and uh, that's how it really began for me. Um, it's almost eleven years ago that I I really got into the paranormal investigation. So, um, and it's been going ever since. Been an interesting ride, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's how, that's how it all really began. So, like I said, when I see something, and the problem with my abilities, and Brendan knows this, the problem with my abilities, I can't turn it on, I can't turn it off. So when it happens, it happens. And, like, I could be standing out in my, like, I used to live at, uh, down the street from the place I'm in now. I lived on the fourth floor of a condo. And I would see spirits walking down the street. Uh, just walking down the street. And and I knew they were spirits because they were walking into each other. <laughs> so, you know, and there was this one time where I I was on the balcony. I saw a spirit on this side of the on this side of the road. And then boom, it was on the other side of the road within a split second. And it's really interesting. Um People have always told me the reason that my abilities, the people have always said my abilities are a lot stronger than I know. The only reason why they're not really, I guess you could say, working is because of all the negativity growing up that spirits weren't real from my family. And um, spirits are fake. People, people can see spirits are crazy. All those negative thoughts. Because it's interesting, and I tell this people all the time, or I tell this to people all the time, that as soon as I see a spirit, first thing it's in the back of my head, it's not there. That's not real. When it is, it is real. But that negativity comes up at the top of my head, or the back of my head. And um, I think that's why I'm... I'm, I'm, un, I'm unable to hear them and I'm unable to see facial features because that negativity is blocking it. So, yeah. So that's really, that's really my story on how I got into the paranormal. Nothing glamorous at all, to be honest. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. It's not like I was lifted up by a spirit and go, Oh, okay. Now I want to go ghost hunting. No, it was nothing. It was nothing like that. But, um, my very first experience on a, an investigation uh, was, um, and again, I don't like to use this word. Um, I think it's used way too much. Um, my very first investigation was something demonic. I got thrown right into the fire. 
So, and it was a residential home that we did. Wow. It wasn't at a location. So, yeah. Oh, you know, they, they wanted you to experience everything all at once. Maybe, maybe. I, I didn't want to be there. Let me put it that way. <laughs> now, for Sarah, and that, you're still here. Yeah, and for and for Sarah to know, and I think Glenda, you already know. But when I see, if I see something demonic, which is very, 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 very rare, like I've seen five over my lifetime. Okay, and you know, some people don't even get to experience one. They think they've seen one, but they really haven't experienced anything and maybe well, they, a, maybe they have yeah it could have been just a pissed off spirit but anyhow when i see something on the demonic side it's usually a black translucent smoke that floats around the room very very slowly now that's what i see so when i see that i leave <laughs> No, I don't. Stay. I think it come in, in different ways. As I've seen some that kind of looks like a cloud, but it's smoky like that. And I've seen it where it actually is a shadowing of a person. You know what I mean? Like a very large. Uh, it's so dark that even in the nighttime with the lights off, you can still see the outline of it. You, you know, and Glenda laughed, and it is it's it's true. Like, mm -hmm. and I laugh too. Like, like I'm sorry if I if I see something demonic, I'm sorry I'm not sticking around. <laughs> like I'm leaving. Like I, I love searching for spirits and I love talking to spirits. And but I'm sorry. Yeah. I've seen too many people get injured and hurt from something demonic. I'm sorry. When I go on an investigation, I want to come back the same way I left. You know, and you know, and I had a friend almost die <laughs> because he stayed. He got he got scratches on his on his back, and he ended up in the hospital. And he almost died. He lost like thirty five pounds, and he was already a skinny guy. I wish you I know? could lose thirty five pounds. Demon. Demon. For the oh, yeah. part. <laughs> I can see Sarah now seeing a, a demonic. Oh, come here. Yeah. So, but this guy lost 35 pounds. And you know what? The doctors couldn't figure out what he had. They had no idea what was wrong with him. And then after about three weeks, he started getting better. He started gaining the weight back. But he was seriously ill. He was on the verge of dying. And, wow. you know, and like my personal feeling, if I'm going to see something demonic, I'm going to say, you know what? Thank you. But no, thank you. I'm leaving because I don't like I'm not going to be uh, an idiot. I don't know how to take care of a demonic. Like, I'm not like, OK, hi, how are you? You know, like what is it going to do? Hi back? No, you know, it doesn't want you there. No, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know, and I love I love watching people, I love watching people in videos going, if we see something demonic, we're we're gonna capture, we're gonna go towards it. Well, good luck with that, you know, and you know, because at the end of the day, you you we all know that you can be seriously injured by something yes. if you don't know what you're doing. Like, I know what I'm doing, but I'm still not going to stay. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I, I like my life, you know, so <laughs> I'm 
that happening to me. And the only reason why I think that way is because of what my what my friend went through years and years ago. And you know, and I told him before we went into that house, I said, dude, I'm not going in this house. There's something bad in that house. Because I used to walk past it all the time. And I'm and I forgot, Linda. The next time I'm in that town, I'll take pictures and I'll show you this house. Okay. And you're gonna know right away there's something bad in there. There really is something bad. I feel sorry for the people that are living in there now because it was abandoned for years. And mm-hmm. there is somebody living in there now, but uh I'm scared for them. I'm scared for them. And and uh, I've seen what I've seen it the fir- firsthand what what could happen. And I love watching these videos, like I was saying, of people going, you know, if we kept something demonic, we're going to go after it. Well, good luck with that. But, you know, it's just I, I think it's ridiculous because most of these paranormal investigators have no idea what they're up against. And, you know, I always find it very interesting. And sorry, Matt, you're going to kill me for saying this name. Uh, Mr. Zach Baggins that gets, you know, possessed every single show. You know, uh, if uh, my personal feeling, if that guy ever saw something demonic and was encountering something or encountering something demonic, I guarantee he would leave. I guarantee he would leave. And But let's you know, be honest, a bunch of investigators... I've been around a bunch of mediums. They yeah. always happen to get, and we had these conversations, Glenda, possessed at every event and every place to investigate. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of hard for, like I told Glenda, I've learned, we both learned to temper our tongue, but the facial expressions, it's kind of hard for me to. A little hard, but. Yeah, I get that. I've had my facial expressions too. Like, I one thing I can't do, and one thing I've always said is I'm a terrible liar, and you know, I'm a terrible liar. And yeah. and the, the thing is, if I'm one of those people, let, let me put it this way if if I if I, I'm one of those people that if in a relationship, okay, that if I cheated, I would talk about it in my sleep. So you wake I'm, up, you wake up like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old Bobby. You know if she has to no, say that Bobby, where, where are you? Like right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 I'm a, I'm a people of my close friends around me have always said, Brian, you are definitely not a poker player. Um, because I got a ter- terrible poker face. One thing I, one thing I can't do is lie for sure. And, uh, and I admit that I'm proudly happy of that. Let me just say, so, but, uh, yeah, that was my, and I was around 18 when that happened. That was my first experience being with something in the same room with something demonic. And I don't like, I don't like it. I'll be honest. I don't like it. I love the paranormal. Definitely tell the difference. Yeah. Between oh, yeah, some sure. a spirit, even a really angry spirit, um, yeah. but compared to the that really nasty demonic energy, it's like this. It really is. It's 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 completely night and day. Even if it's an angry spirit, it's not anywhere near the same as that really nasty energy. Would you I cannot always, yeah. confuse those. I'm sorry. There's no way you can confuse the energy there. Yeah, and I agree. And when I saw it for the very first time, I didn't even really know what it was when I first saw it. And um, people have asked me, "Do you think it? Do you think it knew you were there? Do you think it, it knew you could see you?" And I go, "Friggin' straight, it knew. It knew I could see him." Mm-hmm. And 
the the energy in that house was so was so draining it was it was like walking into like when you when you try to cut a knife you, you got a butter that's frozen yeah. and you're trying to cut that butter that's what it felt like in that house and it was so negative and it was so scary that i could feel the energy coming out of my body like i i couldn't even i couldn't even imagine what the family was going through while well, we were told what they were going through like their kids were being scratched and you know like my philosophy when it comes to kids being harmed i'm going to go in there and i'm going to try to take care of it you know but at that particular moment i had i i i didn't want to be there um when i did that very first investigation and even when i was 18 years old i didn't want to be there i left i was there for 10 minutes and i left and and that's when my friend stayed and he got hurt and ended up in the hospital and like he was there for three weeks like I said, he lost almost 35 pounds and he only he was probably a 100 100 pounds soaking wet you know so it probably very very, very scary the, the energy out that's what yeah. demonic spirits very very scary but that first investigation that and you know like people say well that's you know after that investigation everything else is easy uh no 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 it's not but you know um i've always it's always in the back of my mind when i'm walking into any location is this one I'm going to encounter? And if I am, I'm going to be leaving right away. So, mm -hmm. yeah. You can feel the difference for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, I wish I could, I wish I can explain it or articulate myself a lot better on what it really looks like. But it's really, at the end of the day, it's very unexplainable on how it looks. So, the closest I can come to is like a black translucent smoke that moves very, very slowly. So, very slowly, like it owns the room. Yeah, and then, and it's uh, saying, "What are you doing here? What do you expect to be doing here?" Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, uh, "Come on." Yeah, and then at the you know at the end of that, he goes, you know, whatever it is, you you know, you're not staying, right? Right. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be here very long. No, I'm not. Good yeah, luck. I got it. Nice okay, meeting you. <laughs> nice meeting you. Next time I come, I'll bring a, bo a bottle of whiskey with me. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anyway, anyhow. Yeah. So now tell us about the Global Ghost Hunt and all that other stuff. Um, global global ghost hunt really started. Um, I was with uh, I was with uh, another group, the world's largest ghost hunt, and uh, I was with them for two or three weeks. And for me personally, it wasn't really for me. And uh, Glenda, you know this. And um, it wasn't really for me, so I decided that I decided to leave. And I reached out to a friend of mine. Uh, a couple of friends of mine, and I told them what I was interested in doing. And that was something similar to the world's largest ghost hunt, but um, uh, it was something similar, but it was going to be a lot different. Like uh, the world's largest ghost hunt is over one day. Ours is 10 days. And the reason why I wanted to do 10 days, originally we talked seven. 
then we said, okay, well, let's do 10. The reason I wanted to do 10 days, because one thing I noticed with the other event, um, if people weren't able to go live, they were SOL, basically. Mm-hmm. So I wanted people to have the opportunity to still show their video. So if they're unable to go live, they just record their two hours and then they send it to us and then we play it during the 10 days. But at least they're still seen, right? So that was one thing that was different. Um, Two hours. We were giving the teams two hours because we felt like, or I felt like, one hour just is not enough. Because really in the first hour, you're, you're setting up your equipment, you're getting to know your location. You're walking around a little bit. Um, maybe you have a tour guide that's, you know, talking about the location that they want to film. So that could go on for 20 minutes, 40 minutes. So really, you've lost most of your investigation time. So I figured two hours would be really good for the people because then they can do all that in the first hour. And then the next hour, they do their investigation. Right. So that's that's what came up. And that's different from the other one. Uh, the other thing was the other the other event only gave one thumbnail. Well, I just felt that wasn't enough. So I wanted to give two thumbnails and two promo videos to really market their team and the location. Really, at the end of the day, the, the yes, the team are important. But the locations are more important because if we don't have locations, we don't have paranormal investigators. That's just the way it is. So my my whole theory on it was the preservation of these locations because they seem to be disappearing every single year. We seem to be losing. We've lost them out here recently. That is really, really disappointing. Like several years back, there used to be a really, really great hotel or motel that was out in the London area. And apparently it got shut down and it's now, I think, a condo or a parking lot now. So I feel sorry for those people if it's a condo. But, uh, you know, but apparently this uh, hotel motel was uh, quite haunted. But they couldn't stay open because they weren't getting business. Not like for investigators going out there, not like for people sleeping there. Right. Um, so... Um, it closed down and somebody bought it for as a haunted location, uh, but they weren't getting any business. So they closed down and now, and so that, that bothers me. That bothers me because, you know, we're going to have our younger generation hopefully be a lot smarter than they are today. Um, but you know, that want to be paranormal investigators, true paranormal investigators, not like fake ones on YouTube, you know, and they're not going to have any locations to go to. And if they do have a location, it's going to cost $4,000 to go into it. You know, and because some of these locations are like massively expensive, you know. And my, my philosophy on that has always been if you make it cheaper, you're going to have more people come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's, that's, the, that would be the smart thing to do. But, you know, people, as soon as it's, as soon as their location is on TV, by one of these famous haunting ghost hunters, their prices skyrocket because now that they've been on TV, people are going to come. Uh, doesn't always work that way, mm-hmm. but uh, so sometimes yeah, you really, lose more money that way. What's that? Sometimes you lose more money that way because they make it so expensive. I um, mean, you have to take in consideration. Some people don't live right next to these places; they are flying from all over oh, to yeah. get that location, and yeah. then they want a lot of money. So you would get more business if it was a little bit, or the price were like reasonable at least, you know, because some of them do have been 
really raising the prices on the yeah. on the location. Like I was, I was in the states last year, uh, last November, and I went to Octagon Hall, um, and I went to Bobby Mackey's. Mm. And Octagon well, I Hall, I want to go there. I haven't gone there. Um, you better hurry because it's not going to be around much longer. Right. Um, but um, so I went to Bobby Mackey's. Now I'm going to put this in perspective for you. Okay. I went to Bobby Mackey's. We were there for five hours. It cost $600. And we maybe caught a few things. Right. Okay. I went to Octagon Hall. We were there for 14 hours. 300 bucks and it was non-stop from the moment we walked in to the moment we left with spirit and and there was so much evidence that was caught that video will be eventually coming out soon and we caught so much evidence in that location it was fantastic but bobby mackey's really at the end of the day if i were to put that on a scale of one to ten it'd probably be maybe a three maybe mm, a that's two. The point. Yeah. And, you know, like I have a buddy that went there and he ca he captured an apparition there and you can clearly see it in his video. But that was in the basement. And this whole gate to hell thing is nothing but crap. Um, it's crap. Like, honestly, it's crap. And, you know, it's only gotten worse over time because of the stories people tell. Um, but we did an EVP session and we asked if this if this is the gate to hell. And they said no. We captured no. So, and uh, there was a team that we had somebody else with us that was with another team, I think it was, and they got the same answer. No, there's no gate to hell here. And to be perfectly honest, I think that was all started by Mr. Uh, Mr. Ghost Adventures himself. Um, that started that gate to hell stuff. But, you know, like honestly, Bobby Mackey's is great, is great for history. Because of the amount of teams that have been there. That's the only reason why I'm giving it a three. You know, but spirit-wise, you know, some people love it. Hey, and good on them. They love it great. That's me personally, I wouldn't go back. It's not worth it. Octagon Hall, that's a completely different story. I would go back to Octagon Hall in a heartbeat. That place was fantastic. And, you know, there was one point when we walked through the front door uh, and me and this guy named Adam were standing at the, the, the doorway and Adam heard what sounded like dragging along the basement floor that somebody was being dragged and had chains on them. And I heard the same thing. And that's when, as soon as we walked into the door, you know, it was going on. There was a moment um, me and Adam were get, setting up our equipment and there was probably a cabinet that was probably eight feet away from me. And we all of a sudden, we heard this door shaking and we look around and the cabinet door, it was a, it, it was two doors, two glass doors with, that had wood frame around them. And just one door was shaking. It was just shaking. No, the cabinet wasn't shaking. The other door wasn't shaking. That door was just one door was shaking and it just shook there. Me and Adam were standing there looking at it shaking. And we look at each other and go, Did that just happen? And go, Yeah, that just happened. And we and honestly, we tried to debunk it. 
we tried to recreate it. I was stomping on the floor. Neither of us were moving. I was stomping on the floor. I was doing everything I could do to move that door. Nothing moved that door. Now, the bad thing about it all was we didn't have a camera going. <laughs> so it's just my word. That's what happened. And Adam backing up my word. But that, honestly, if you get a chance to go to Octagon Hall, go go because there is something not very nice in that location um i won't say it's demonic it's not demonic uh apparently um because this house this uh octagon uh, hall housed a lot of people from the military and uh survivors and people that were shot it just held a lot of these type of people well apparently one of the people that stayed there was the pedophile mm -hmm. And um, he he touched a few people that lived there, and he's still there. So he's not necessarily a very nice guy, obviously, um, but uh, he's still there. I was choked in the basement. Um, so the, when that video comes out, people are gonna go, "Holy crap!" Uh, because that place is that place is insane. It really, really is. And I'm not and I'm and not kidding. Like there was an investigator that was filmed because there's the house there, and then there's a hut in the back which has a kitchen and a fireplace in this hut. And one of the investigators went out there and was filming it and captured an EVP on their camera. So it's a place the whole grounds is it's haunted besides the house because she also captured an apparition while we were inside the house she captured an apparition standing outside of the house right beside a tree and you can see it's a full apparition of a woman in white and it was like i'm telling you sarah and glenda if you ever get the chance go to octagon hall it's a fantastic place and it's we were there for 14 hours and it cost us 300 bucks Wow. And there were six of us. So. And then you also have some podcasts. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I will let people know through the lens is coming back. Um, uh, Lex took some time off uh, for personal family stuff. Um, he's ready to come back. Uh, he's got a surprise that I hope he's going to share with people. It's a I'm not going to say what the surprise is. That's his surprise Baby. to share. Just kidding. That's his, <laughs> his surprise to share. And um, I think people are going to be surprised. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's coming back. So I have a show called Through the Lens. Uh, we've been doing it for about two years. Um, it'll be going on three years um, in March, actually. But we've been kind of – I've been doing Through the Lens here and there. But, honestly, I haven't been really enthusiastic about it because it's not the same without Lex. You know what I mean? Like I've done some shows on my own, but it's just this it doesn't feel right doing the show. So uh, through the lens is coming back, but I also have another show that I started uh, seven weeks ago uh, or six weeks ago uh, called True Crime or uh, Crime Documentary. It's on True Crime. So we, I've been doing that with uh, AJ Capasso, who also does a show called Talking with the Source, and uh, so we've been doing that show together for six weeks. And we do it on Sunday night at 7 o'clock, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. So basically what it is, is we do, we are bringing people up to interview, but uh, it's mainly a reaction show on documentary. 
that's really what it's about. And how all these crazy people are there. Because it's endless, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we do. We do uh, that show. And, uh, yeah, so those are my two podcasts. There is going to be another one coming out sometime this year. Again, that I'm going to be doing another one. Um, it's called uh, Beyond the Hauntings. And uh, this is a show on uh, haunted locations. I, I, I'm really interested in the history of some of these locations. Well, all locations. But I want to bring people on that own these haunted locations and talk about the history. So that's why it's called Beyond the Haunting. So I want to go beyond why it's haunted and find out about the location. I'm hoping that some of these locations, people will be able to walk through and do live or video and then send it to me and we'll show it and we'll talk about it. And uh, But really the show is, is about why is, the, why is this location haunted? What was it before you bought it? Or was it an asylum? Was it a hospital? Was it a home? Was it a Victorian home? You know, whatever it may be, beyond the hauntings. And that's what I, and that will come out sometime this year. So I will have three. <laughs> so I know Glenda has quite a few. So. <laughs> but uh, yes. yeah, so those are my podcasts that I'm doing. The two that I'm doing right now, one I'm doing right now, one that's coming back, and one that eventually is going to start. So. Yeah. Sounds that's good. Yeah. And now you have a Parapost Network. Yes. 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 Uh, how that came about, there's always a little bit of a story on how things come about. Um, Parapost, I have an app called Parapost Network. It's basically a social media site for people that are in the paranormal and everything under the umbrella. And uh, basically, it's a free app. You go over, you download it through iOS or Android. And uh, you can talk about your paranormal experiences. It's 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 a social media site for the paranormal. Um, so, but and also UFOs, and cryptids, and supernatural, and mediums, and all those types of different things. Anybody can join, and even enthusiasts can join. So, I started that about two years ago. It's going on its third year uh, in in June. Uh, but I started it two years ago with a friend of mine. And unfortunately, he it's not something he really wanted to do long term. So he decided to uh, step away, and which was fine. Um, I took it over, and I've been working on it ever since. Now, eventually, what's going to end up happening is I'm actually going to end up taking it down and putting up a brand new one that's going to be like Facebook and Instagram or a Twitter. Um, it will have live streaming on it. It will, you can do anything you can do, like let's say on Facebook. Um, but this is really just about the paranormal and everything under the umbrella. Um, will that change? Maybe. Um, but right now, that's the direction it's going into. Now, Parapost Network Central started because I had this page that had like 25 people on it uh, because of the app. And but it wasn't really going anywhere, it wasn't really doing anything. So I was trying to figure out a way what I was going to do with this page. Was it going to just get rid of it, or was I just going to let it sit dormant and not do anything with it? But one weekend, um, I was going through my timeline on Facebook and I was noticing all these podcasts. And I go and I started, I started thinking, podcasts. And I seeing all these great podcasts and they had like one or two people in the room or maybe nobody. Mm -hmm. And I know how difficult it is to 
to, to, to do a podcast. It takes a lot of work. Um, so I was thinking maybe I could build this page where I can have a multiple, multiple different types of podcasts on this page and grow this page so these people can grow. And that's where it began. And that was over a year and a half ago. And it's done extremely well. We've definitely, I will say this, we've definitely had some ups and downs, uh, for sure. Uh, but, you know, that's part of life. And um, I, I, think at, I think at the end of the day that, um, you know, with those downs, you learn from them, you know. And if, you, if, you, if you're not learning from the bad things, then, you know, it's kind of a waste of your time, to be honest. So, um, yeah, so that's really when it began. It's been growing ever since. And we've had, we've had a lot of great podcasts come and go, um, but uh, we're going to continue growing it. We've got a bunch of new shows starting on the platform. We had a new show start last night. Um, we're, having, we're having more starting soon. Um, I'm hoping to hit about 30 to 50 podcasts in about two months. Uh, three months, and then just grow the page. And while the page is growing, the podcasts are going to grow, or podcasts, as I like to call them. They're actually vodcasts, not podcasts. Podcast is more audio, vodcast is video. So, uh, and uh, so that's 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 what I'm doing. And while growing that, people are finding out about the app, and they're going over to the app and signing up for the app as well. Because really, that was the method of my madness, right? I wanted to grow the Facebook platform to help grow the app. Um, so once the app is done, once it's built, once um, it's up live, uh, then uh, people will be able to bring the show here on Parapost Network and put it on Parapost the app. So they'll have another place where they can go live. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've had people message me asking me when it's going to be up because they want to leave Facebook because they hate Facebook, you know, and, you know, with all the drama. And, the, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is on this site, there's absolutely no drama, none whatsoever, none. I haven't had any issues with anyone um, except a couple of spammers that were trying to put up, you know, porn. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Good and, material. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That looks like an alien. No. <laughs> no, but you know, I've had a couple of people do that, and and uh, so they've had to be, you know, removed. And you know, with our site, what you know, and this might be a blown secret, um, but in our site, if anything bad like that happens, your IP is automatically blocked. Yeah. Like automatic, like we're not doing it. The site is doing it. So if you do something that you're not supposed to be doing, if you're causing problems that you're not supposed to be causing, you get automatically deleted from the page. There's that. That's it. You're you only have one chance. Well, and, you know, and that, and honestly, I think that's what Facebook should be. <laughs> to be honest, so I hate to cut you short because this is a great show, but my time oh is no. coming up. Oh no! Already? <laughs> Hold so on, perfect. I know. How many did you get to ask three? I don't even think that much. <laughs> Hold on a second. Thank you, Sarah, as always. Thank you, Brian. Thank our audience. And always, we love Hi, you. Hi, Canadian friends out there, too. 
Thank you.